0: hello everyone and welcome back to lo que no me dijeron podcast i'm your host karina and this is episode number three during the last episode i did bring up the topic of machismo and how that can impact the identity of men and their feeling of Belongingness within the Hispanic community. But I think that it's also very important to acknowledge how the concept of machismo can also impact women and the roles that we play in society and sometimes even in our own households. Before I jump into this topic, I just wanted to say if you haven't already listened to episode number two, I highly recommend that you listen to episode two before. You continue with this episode. It helps establish a good foundation of what machismo is and some of the topics that we discussed last week that we are building off on this week. Machismo places such a high amount of pressure on women to fulfill these expectations of the women gender role. For example, in the Hispanic community, I feel that It is such a prevalent idea for women to have to cook and clean and also to serve the men before the women and the children. When it comes time to have dinner or lunch and you are sitting down to have a meal with your immediate family or your extended family, it may not be custom in some households, but I know it's definitely custom in my family where... The men are the first ones to sit down and eat. They get the first set of hot plates, then comes the children, and then come the women. And this drives me insane. But the reality is that as a first-generation Latina, you will still get up and serve the men, no matter how revolutionary you consider yourself. I live with my boyfriend, right? And I would say that we are pretty progressive individuals in the fact that we split chores, we split cooking, we split financial bills. And for the most part, everything is 50-50 in terms of contribution to our home and maintaining our apartment. Therefore, on a weekly basis we have this routine where I cook one day, he cooks one day, then I cook the next. So it's an alternating schedule, right? And depending on who cooks, that person serves the other person. So for example, if I'm cooking on Monday, then when I'm done cooking, I serve my boyfriend first and then myself, and then I clean up after myself, of course, and my cooking mess. And then on Tuesday, when my boyfriend cooks, he does the same. He usually serves me first and then he cleans up after himself and the kitchen. So any mess that he made. And we both know that when we go out, it is always 50-50. He serves me or I serve him. For the most part, we just serve ourselves because that's just the easiest way to do it. And this stance, even when we're among his family and our friends, but it does not stand when we are among my family, whether that's my immediate family or my extended family. And I would say that that has to do with the fact that my family comes from an older era where I'm the first generation individual, but my boyfriend's family comes from a newer era where his mom is that first generation individual and he's the second generation. So the expectations of having to fulfill these certain gender roles are completely different. I can personally say that in my parents' household, I will get my ass up and serve my boyfriend a plate of food because I would rather not be judged for not serving him food and have to go through this cycle of explaining why he can serve himself than just getting up and serving him and serving my dad and than sitting down and eating myself. In our homes and in the lives that we live separate from our families, we are bold and empowering women, but in front of our families and those who we know who would judge us if we don't fulfill a specific gender role, we give in to those ideas and those old traditions and customs. I usually call my mom about once a week But at least once in every single conversation that we have, she will ask me, what am I making for dinner? Am I cooking? And out of coincidence, every single time that we talk, I feel like it's my boyfriend's uh, turn to cook. I'm usually straight up and honest, like, no, Carlos is cooking. And I feel like she slightly freaks out and gives me the, mija, pero por qué? which is, but why? But why is he cooking? Why aren't you cooking? And hold up, wait a minute. Sometimes I wanna be like, mom, you never taught me how to cook. My mom would emphasize the fact that it was more important for me to read the book and get the good grades than to go into the kitchen and help her. So there's this expectation That as a woman, I should be cooking when the reality is that the first time I tried to cook and I was boiling water, I evaporated that shit because I had no idea what I was doing and I had never stepped into a kitchen to try and learn. But my point is that machismo places this huge pressure on women to fulfill the gender role of a woman. And in all honesty, we exist in a time where, regardless of what your gender is or how you identify, both individuals in a relationship can do all tasks 50 50 or come to an agreement on an arrangement that works with them. One of the biggest points that I think is important to note is the fact that machismo undermines women, our potential. Our abilities, and it categorizes strong and opinionated women with negative characteristics, such as being dramatic and being rude. And this can also have an impact on a woman's relationship with their partner because it makes speaking up as nagging and it really pushes down the importance of communication between a couple. And not only that, but machismo also prevents women from expressing themselves because if your attire is too short or too transparent, it becomes sexualized. When I was young, I feel like I went through puberty really early. So I had very dominant breasts, especially for the girls in my age group. And I can't tell you how many times I had to change my shirt because it was too tight or change my shorts because they were too short or too tight. And I completely understand the protection aspect of wanting to shield your daughter from the dangers of predators. But at the same time, there's no communication about why why certain things are in place, why are these rules a thing? Why do I have to change it? And communication is such a big piece. If there was more communication among each other, I feel like it would make things a lot more easy to bear. Lastly, I want to touch a little bit more on how machismo also impacts men and their personalities and characteristics. And as I mentioned last time. Machismo really represses men from expressing who they are. It doesn't allow them to show emotion because emotion is related to weakness. And men, just like women, experience a pressure from the different ideas that come with machismo and what it entails. But it's so important for men to realize that being in tune with your emotions and your feelings is so important for you and your health. And it's something that needs to be promoted more, talked about more, and just accepted. Not as a weakness, but as a strength. The impacts that machismo has on Latinx folks, regardless of which gender and how they identify its something that we need to work on as a community. And one of the ways that I try to work on this, especially with my mom, who I feel is one of the more traditionally rooted individuals in my life, is that I try to have these conversations where I let her know, you know, Carlos likes to cook too. Carlos is my boyfriend. He wants to cook. He wants to contribute. So let him be, let him contribute. And I can tell that she's actually become more accepting of the idea that we both cook because she actually buys us like kitchenware and she says that it's for him and not for me type of thing. So I know she's slowly accepting the idea. And I also want to clarify that for me personally, one of the reasons that I get up to serve Carlos in front of my family is not only because of the judgment that comes with not serving him, but also because of the fact that I know that if I don't get up and help, my mom and the older women in my family will try to do it all on their own. When instead of having them work twice as hard, I can just offer my help. I'm aware that this conversation is very black and white, as in woman and man, and that there may be some of you who identify differently. So I just wanted to make sure that you all are aware that I'm talking specifically in the views of the Hispanic culture and how they view gender and gender roles. And before we end this episode, I just want to reiterate, these are my experiences and my opinions. If you have any ideas or opinions that you would like to share with me, feel free to DM me on no podcast, which is my Instagram page for this podcast.